The Ending Stretch is proudly presented by Printer Dudes. Printer Dudes is your one-stop shop for unique 3D-printed gifts and collectibles. From ducks to dinosaurs and everything in between, Printer Dudes has it all. Head on over to printerdudes.etsy.com and use promo code HOMERUN, that's one word, to save 10% off your first order. That's Printer Dudes, D-O-O-D-S, the best 3D printed collectibles this side of home plate. Welcome to the 8th Inning Stretch, your source for no-nonsense, unfiltered baseball talk. And now, let's play ball! Hey everybody, happy Easter, and welcome to a very special edition of the 8th Inning Stretch. Uh, What we've got for you today uh, is a... Uh, basically a mashup, a compilation of some of our best clips so far, um, our hottest takes, some of our funniest moments, and just some just some real good stuff, just some awesome stuff. Uh, we've uh, mashed it all up for you to listen to on this Easter Monday. Um, so enjoy. Uh, here we go. The best of the eighth inning stretch. Hey everybody, welcome to the 8th Inning Stretch. I'm your host, AJ Rattel, joined by my brand spanking new co-host, Carson. Hey Carson, what's up? Not much, AJ. Thank you for for having me on as part of the show. I'm excited to help the show grow and uh, shout out to all the 8th Inning Stretch fans out there. Looking forward to getting to know you guys and and, uh, contributing to the show as much as I can. Yeah, man, it's awesome to have you. I'm so excited to have you on. Uh, give us a little, give us a quick little peek into your, into your background. Yeah. So, uh, I currently write for, uh, primetime sports talk, doing a little baseball and hockey over there. Uh, obviously this is a baseball podcast, so you won't hear a ton of my hockey opinions over here, but, um, I'm a Minnesota boy at heart, born and raised here in Minnesota. So I'm a huge twins fan. Uh, but you know, overall I'm, I just love talking baseball, watching all teams, covering all teams. Um, but overall, Minnesota is obviously where my heart is. But but yeah, I just love talking some baseball, and this is a nice chance to, to get my hot takes out there, however often they may be. Jordan, tell us about your the first pitch that you threw out at Fenway Park. Yeah, so a um, little background on that. Uh, when I was seven... I sang the national anthem. It was the Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon. I ran. I sang the national anthem, and I ran around the bases um, after my rendition of the anthem. And the the 1967 Dream Team was there. The Impossible Dream Team was there. It was their 40th year anniversary. And so, in 2017, almost 10 years to the date of me running the bases, but for the 50th anniversary of that team, I brought them out. They all lined up behind me. I threw out the first pitch and, uh, you know, I, I don't even know how to describe what happened. I mean, the ball definitely just sailed on me. It slipped out of my hand. You know, I always describe how, like, when I was winding up, like, my back, like, exploded. Like, not in the sense that, like, I'm an old man, but, like, in the sense that I'd been, like, very stiff and, like, I finally, like, moved and it just kind of cracked, like, in a million places and the ball slipped, sailed, and, yeah, the, <laughs> the rest is history on that one. 
as uh, Bob Euchre would say in the major league, it was just a bit outside. I'm also a big sucker, and me and AJ talked about this yesterday. I'm a big sucker for major league. I love major league, and that's the movie that introduced me to Wild Thing, the song. And whenever there's like, whenever I'm on my way to like a baseball game or something, I'll put that song on in my car and just crank it and just start jamming out before I go to a twin game just to get hyped. But I love major league, such a good movie, such a really good cast. And it was overall just a fantastic movie.
Speaking of rom-com baseball movies, so Fever Pitch. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't actually seen Fever Pitch, but um, I've, I, I, had, I did do a little bit of research beforehand. And by research, I mean looking it up and looking at the plot section of the Wikipedia page. And um, I mean, for, for a sports guy like me who has a girlfriend who's not really in touch with sports culture, I could semi-relate. Um, but I think like you guys have kind of talked about, like, you know, sports is a big part of my life, but it's not something I'm trying to jeopardize my relationship over. Not, not ideal, but, but as, as someone with, with a girlfriend who's not as connected and, and, um, 
me being the sports enthusiast that I am, she she knows when when I text her that that the Twins are struggling or that any of the teams are struggling. She 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 knows. She's like, oh boy, he's gonna be cranky today. That's fun for me. Oh, Grown Ups Grown Ups is a fantastic movie. Well, I mean, it's an Adam Sandler movie. Of course, you're going to have David Spade and Kevin James and Oh, classic. Classic.
No. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I didn't bring up Little Big League considering it's about the twins. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, I think Major League is probably my go-to. Um, I'll watch it. I'll watch it any time of the year. Um, yeah, Carson, like you said, the cast is fantastic. It's funny. Um, uh, and one thing that always kind of struck me about Major League is I really liked the way that they they filmed the baseball scenes. Um, I mean, there's not a ton of them, but. Uh, sports movies are well i guess it depends on the kind of sports movies but some sports movies when they when they're actually showing the actual sport you know whether it's baseball football hockey whatever some sports movies film the actual sports really well like they do a you know they get the angles right and you actually you know you can actually feel like you're watching a game um which which i always like major league doesn't do that major league is kind of it's more um, it's more cinematic to be sure, but although that's not my favorite part of major league. Well, okay. I've got two. One is obviously the last time Ricky wild thing Vaughn comes out of the bullpen. Um, and the whole stadium starts, you know, starts singing and rocking out. And, um, that's obviously, you know, and my other favorite is when they, do you guys remember the, um, when they do the, uh, I think it's a commercial for American Express. Do you guys remember that part? 
And they're talking about like, you know, nobody knows who we are, but now we're contenders and like all this other stuff. And then at the end, Willie Mays Hayes slides in and he's like, American Express, never steal home with AL West. Here we go. My first, I think this is my first hot take, especially considering who I know AJ has picked to win the World Series. I think this will be a very fun division to watch. And despite them losing Carlos Correa, I still got Houston at the top. There's just way too much depth, even with the injury concerns to guys like Justin Verlander. I think there's just way too much depth in their bats with Guriel, Altuve, Bregman. Their starting pitching is still solid. I think their their relief pitching is a little bit of a question mark for me. But at the end of the day, there's just too much talent on that Astros team still for me to ignore. And I've got them winning the AL West. <laughs> oh, Carson, Carson, Carson. Uh, lest, we f- lest we forget, ladies and gentlemen, that the Mariners uh, have not exactly been quiet this offseason. They went out and got Jesse Winker and they got Eugenio Suarez. Uh both of whom should help them score more runs. And they're maybe, uh, well, not maybe. I mean, definitely their biggest move was going out and getting AL Cy Young winner, uh, reigning AL Cy Young winner, Robbie Ray, uh, from the Blue Jays, who really bolsters that rotation. Um, Throw Mitch Hanniger into that mix. And I don't know, like the Mariners were, the Mariners were oh so close to a playoff spot last year. Um, and I think these moves, the moves they've made and having that that, you know, another year of that experience, I think puts them um, I think it puts them at the top of that division. OK, let me let me preface this by saying, yes, I know Fernando Tatis Jr. is is injured. He's got that wrist injury probably out till June, July ish. But but. But <laughs> with the acquisition of Sean Manea, I am picking the San Diego Padres to win the NL West. Whoa. I'm gonna I'm gonna let I, that sink in. I don't in know for if that will ever be able to sink in. <laughs> so in the World Series, I've got the AL champion Mariners taking on the NL champion Dodger. Uh, my God, why do I keep saying Dodgers? Because your brain knows that no! you want to pick the Padres. My, your brain knows. My logic, my logic is trying to, my logic is fighting back against me. As it should. I, yeah, well. <laughs> when it comes to this, the logic can kindly fuck off. <laughs> Mariners, Padres. There, I did it. Mariners Padres World Series. And in a thrilling seven game series in which Robbie Ray wins is the winning pitcher, the no. Seattle Mariners no. finally claim their first world championship, beating the San Diego Padres in the best World Series in 20 years. There, I said it. Oh. Uh. You know what I just realized, too? You didn't even pick the Dodgers to at least go to the NLCS. Nope. You, you, Padres... had, you had them losing in the NLDS. Yep. 
because of Craig, because of Craig Kimbrell, because he's going to blow a save. Uh, Aaron Judge, superstar Aaron Judge, turning down a massive extension. Um, I heard, and I don't know, Carson, maybe you heard a different number, but the number I heard was 213.5 mil. Yeah, I hadn't really heard a number on this. All I all I had seen was that it was just, you know, they had had extension talks and he had rejected them. Mm. Um, I was actually kind of surprised that they that the Yankees let that number become public. Um, you know, the Yankees have been uh, kind of known in the past for being, you know, for being kind of private and well, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as secretive, but you know, being one of the more private um, uh, franchises and, you know, not always broadcasting, you know, stuff like this. Um, but I mean, this is, this is, this is freaking huge. Um, this basically means that judge could end up unless, unless him and the Yankees can come to some sort of agreement. Um, Aaron judge, Carson could be a free agent at the end of this year. That is wild to think about <laughs> there. You know, there are certain players where it's just kind of like you think that they're going to be on that team for life. I think for me, Aaron judge being on the Yankees was one of those things, but I mean, one of the things too, that I think uh, the Fre- whole Freddie saga has shown us, there's not a lot of loyalty left anymore. Guys are just mm. kind of looking for, for the payday. Mhm. Yeah, um part of me kind of feels like he, like MLB is turning into the friggin' NBA. Um with these guys just chasing paychecks and chasing rings. Um I'm not that 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 kind of that pretty that bothers me a lot um as a baseball fan. Um cuz like you said, it used to be that guys would and I get, of course, I mean obviously Free agency, you know, free agency changes things uh, ever since. I mean, and, and free agency has been part of baseball for, you know, a long time. But, um, yeah, it seems like players nowadays are just, um, I mean, I, I don't know if I would say not loyal anymore. But, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that is a that is a loyalty thing. Um, but if Aaron Judge hits the free agent market, uh <laughs> stand back and watch the bloodbath back up the brink struck seriously for this man because yeah. i think i think you know um i think he could be the if he hits the free agent market and this might be a bit of a hot take but i think he could be the closest player to at least or could be the player that at least comes the closest that we've seen to surpassing mike trout's contract I am absolutely furious that I missed this game. Uh, the Blue Jays down seven nothing in the fourth inning against the Texas Ranger, uh, Texas Rangers. My bad. Um, they come back, they tie it up. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez hits a game tying three run homer in the fifth, and then the Blue Jays take the lead for good in the sixth, and they went on to win it ten eight. Um, Carson, were you lucky enough to catch the game or? I was able to catch bits and pieces, um, not anything really substantial, but yeah, this was absolutely wild. Um, you know, I had, I had checked at the beginning of the game, uh, my boy, he's still my boy. Even if he plays for Toronto, Jose Barrios got chased 
uh, very early, uh, lasted only a third of an inning, um, and I believe gave up like four earned runs at that point before uh, before they went down seven nothing. But if anything, this just goes to show how dangerous this Toronto team is. Like, there's not a lot of teams I don't think in baseball that have the capacity in their lineups to come down back down from seven to nothing especially in the fourth inning. Let's keep that in mind. You had five innings to try and get this thing back, and they Mm. did it in one inning. Like, Mm. Hernandez hit that game-tying home run in the fifth. So, like, this just goes to show how dangerous this Toronto team is and why they are forced to be reckoned with. They They have the ability to hit all over the place and the ability to come back like this. Incredible. God, I love baseball. Yeah. Yeah, this is um, this is definitely one of those games that makes me yeah, basically yeah, that makes me go ah, this kind of game. This is why I love baseball so much. Um, because you don't, you don't really get this in any other sport. And I would make the, I'd make the argument that to come back in, to make a comeback in baseball is harder to make a comeback than in in, in any other sport. Um, simply because it's just so much. Uh, it's just so much, it's harder to score runs in baseball than it is to score points in, in, uh, or goals in any other, in any other sport. So, um, yeah, I mean, talk about, I mean, this, this is basically, this is the Blue Jays putting the rest of baseball on notice and going, Hey, uh, don't forget about us up here in Toronto. Um, cause I think, I mean, I, I don't know if I would necessarily say that people are sleeping on the Blue Jays, but I think there might be some skeptics out there going, oh, yeah, pff, right. The Blue Jays are, are, you know, are a contender. Um, Yeah, they are. Uh, just a hell of a way to start the season. Um, and Carson, I, I think you'd probably agree that this team is going to be so much fun to watch this year. Oh, absolutely. I think this team's going to be fun. That AL East should be fun. But, yeah, watching, watching this Toronto team is going to be an absolute blast. Blast being the appropriate term, considering they're going to blast <laughs> so many home runs this year. Uh, I got to tell you guys, I have been so stoked to talk about this um, basically all week, um, ever since the story came out. Um, in case you missed it, uh, Rachel, <laughs> I'm going to butcher the crap out of her name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A thousand apologies. Rachel Balkovich. Um, has broken a serious barrier. She didn't just break the glass ceiling, Carson. She shattered it. Yes, she did, and it's it's awesome. She's the first woman to manage an MLB-affiliated team, managing the uh, Tampa Tarpons, the Yankees' single-A affiliate. Um, she made her debut Friday when the Tarpons defeated the Lakeland Flying Tigers, the Detroit Tigers affiliate, which makes sense, nine to six. Uh, there were fans chanting her name after the win. Um, it's just such a overall cool story. And she started as the first ever female strength and conditioning coach, worked her way up to hitting coach. And now here she is breaking the glass ceiling once again as the first woman to manage an MLB affiliated team. And I, I think I was doing a little bit of research and read a little bit about the, the fans chanting her name, she said it was really cool because there was a group of little girls who were doing the chant too, and she, she kind of made the made 
made the statement of that's what I'm doing this for. I'm doing this for the future little girl. It's really cool to know that they can come in here and be a manager just like me and that I'll be a little girl's hero. So overall, just a really cool story. Huge congrats to Rachel for this debut and uh, hopefully she can keep working her way up the ranks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, This is... Ooh, this is the kind of story that makes you feel all warm and fuzzy all over. Um, <laughs> uh, just a PS, um, Lakeland Flying Tigers. How freaking awesome of a name is that? Um, <laughs> I love Major League Baseball. Uh, I love me. Well, obviously, but I love minor league baseball and I love the names that these teams come up with. Um, yeah, I mean, this is just wow. Um, this is just such a cool story. So inspirational. Um, I love that she recognizes the significance and she recognizes the importance of what she's doing. Um, yeah, I, I did some, I did some reading too. Um, she was, uh, I read an interview with her and she was talking about how she's, she has been trying to break in, um, to the, you know, to the, the farm systems. Um, uh, she's been trying to break in for a while. Um, she just, she, and, um, she was actually talking about, and I forget, or maybe, no, 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 I'm sorry. She didn't mention the team by name for obvious reasons, but she, she talked about a team that she interviewed with. Um, and they, (laughs) they basically just flat out told her, we will never hire a woman. Um, I bet they feel pretty stupid now. Um, Carson, final thoughts before we wrap up. My final thoughts today are, uh, you know, just a little bit, a little bit more, more somber today with, with all the stuff we talked about to open the show, but, um, everybody, whatever, whatever time, whatever place you may be listening to this, go hug your loved ones, reach out to that friend that you haven't reached out in a long time to reach out to that person that you haven't talked to for a while for some silly thing that happened a few years ago. Life is just too precious and too short to hold grudges, man. And, Make sure you you let the people you care about know how you feel about them and how much you love them before you never know what could happen before it could be too late. So um, just, you know, enjoy life every day. Go hug your loved ones and make the most of your life. Oh, damn it, Carson. Uh, Carson's got me choked up over here. Um, Wow, man, that was fucking beautiful. Um, damn, I was not expecting that. You need to warn me when you're going to, you need to warn me when you're going to do shit like that. Uh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much, uh, I, I couldn't have said it much better. Um, life is, life is, is absolutely precious. And like I said before, when tragedies like this happen, like with Dwayne Haskins, it's just a, it's kind of a slap in the face. It's kind of a, you know, it's a wake up call. It should be, it should be a wake up call to all of us. Um, you know, kind of a, like I said before, just a, a harsh sobering reminder um, of the precious and uh, finite nature of life. Um, uh, not to get, well to get a bit personal for a moment um i uh uh i lost my grandmother back in december and that was kind of a and i was in a i was in a bit of a funk at the time 
and um and 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 after you know when when it happened i i kind of boy it just kind of snaps you back to reality it snaps you back to um you know to all the good stuff around you um every day above ground is a good day um and like carson said yeah definitely you know there might be you know one person there might be more than you know there might be several people that you had some stupid beef with over you know over something that really in the grand scheme of things doesn't doesn't matter um yeah so uh use this turn do your best to turn the tragedy of like the like the passing of Dwayne Haskins um do your best to turn something like this you know i mean obviously obviously he's gone and he'll never you know his friends and family and and teammates and and everyone else will never get a chance to see him again or talk to him again or anything but the rest of us are still here and you still have that chance um and it's never Oh God, I'm I'm sorry guys. Um Yeah, it's all right, man. It's never take it from take it from somebody who knows. It's never, ever, ever too late to reach out to somebody that you care about and and patch things up with them. It's never too late. Your friends, your family okay granted there are instances there are obviously exceptions to that but um for the most part it's never too late because the sad the sad and harsh reality is you just never know i bet i bet you a million bucks at Dwayne haskins he didn't think he was going to get in a car accident you just don't know you never know and when your number's up, your number's up, and we just we just don't know. We don't know when that's gonna be. And um I guess just uh just live every day like it's your last because it it, it might be. <sighs> um anyhow, now that uh wow. Uh, that that is <laughs> on that note um that's the end of the show um hope you all enjoyed listening thank you all so much for tuning in as always you guys are you guys are amazing uh the the outpouring of support that we've gotten from our fans and from our fellow podcasters has been just absolutely overwhelming um uh you guys are the reason that this thing is is doing so well and turning into something that uh, Carson and I probably couldn't have imagined in our wildest dreams. Um, and uh, where uh, I think Carson, I think you would echo the sentiment that we're excited to just continue growing with everybody. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, very, very thankful for, for all of you guys for, for tuning in. 
Uh, we know we're we're not necessarily the the biggest baseball podcast out there, but uh, hopefully you enjoy enjoy some of our takes. And you know, like we we say at the beginning of every show, this is unfiltered, no nonsense baseball talk. And you know, unfortunately, we're gonna have times like today where we gotta get a little more serious. But um, you know, that's that's what this show is all about. We're here to to feed you guys the the information that we feel it's important to put out there and. Um, um, but I'm happy we got to to cover a lot of different things today and got to end talking about Rachel and a really awesome story. So uh, thank you all yeah. so much. We love you all so much. And I think the um, I think the big thing for me is too, like Carson said, uh, yeah, I, I mean, clearly we're not the biggest. Um, we're not the biggest baseball podcast on the block. Um, but. Uh, I think that works to our advantage. Um, we're not we're not beholden to some you know to a corporation or to you know um, uh, you know we're not beholden to some big organization who who influences our content. Um, we talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. Um, and the other thing we're able to do is we're able to talk about the things that that all of you want us like us to talk about and all the things that are important to all of you um yeah and i think uh one of our i think maybe our biggest strength is that we're able to have episodes like we did today where you know we get a little um this this today's today's episode might have been a little it was a little more somber and a little more um you know a little more grounded in, in some parts, but um, I think that's our, one of our biggest advantages is we can do this. Um, you're not going to get this anywhere else. You're going to, you're not going to get the realism. You know, we're just being real. We're not famous, you know, sports commentators or sports writers. Um, we're just two baseball geeks who love the game of baseball and love talking about it and love sharing that passion with all of you. So um, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and one more time, a thousand apologies uh, for my total butchering of Rachel uh, Belkovich's last name. Um, that's a wrap, everybody. Uh, if you're looking for more awesome content from us, you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at Eighth Inning Stretch. Uh, no, I'm sorry, correction. Uh, at Eighth Inning Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, be sure to check out our website, eighthinningstretch.wixsite.com slash podcast. And of course, please, uh, do not do yourself a favor. Um, and I know, I know y'all are probably getting, maybe getting tired of hearing this, but I'm going to say it. Uh, I'm going to say it anyways, seriously, uh, we wouldn't just, we wouldn't just take, we wouldn't take just anyone on as a sponsor. Um, there's a reason we took on printer dudes. Uh, they're wonderful people that run it. Um, they're a small business. Um, they're, they're the, the two people that run it are two of the best people I know in this entire world. And, um, seriously, do yourself a favor, go check them out. Um, you can check them, you can find them at it, you can find them at, uh, printerdudes.etsy.com. They have all kinds of cool stuff, um, just all kinds of really cool and unique 3D collectibles, 3D printed collectibles and gifts. Um, they have dragons, they have ducks, 
they have cats um they have a they have koozies they have you name it and they've got it they have just a ridiculous range of products available um and they're uh starting to uh pretty soon here they're starting to venture into some really really cool baseball collectibles um i've yeah yeah i've seen i've seen some of the um some of the early prototypes uh it's gonna be some pretty pretty damn cool stuff um and as a thank you for your support uh they've um they've given us uh, a promo code that's promo code home run it's one word no space um and if you use that at printerdudes.etsy.com uh they will uh reward you with 10 percent off your order um I've got a vision statue coming from from printer dudes that I'm very excited about that I use that. Uh, for. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, they just they have all kinds of cool stuff. Seriously, they're a small business. Um, and just to get kind of uh, <laughs> just to get kind of I know everybody out there is going. Will you guys wrap it up already? <laughs> um, one more thing, I promise. I promise. One more thing. Um, uh, they are. It is in 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 the world today. It is vitally, it is vital, vital, vitally important to support small businesses. Small businesses are the backbone. Uh, they're the backbone of our country. They're the backbone of the economy. Um, and obviously, given the events of the last couple of years, they have small businesses have really struggled. They've really got their asses kicked by COVID. Um, so do do them all a favor. Um, and support your local small businesses. If you have the choice to go to some big corporate, big box store or to a small business, go to the small business. Um, yeah. Okay, we're done, I promise. Um, <laughs> thanks, everybody. Uh, thank you, Carson. And um, we will see you all again next time uh, on this coming Wednesday. Um, good night, y'all.
You're listening to the Eighth Inning Stretch with AJ and Carson. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Eighth Inning Pod. Look us up on Facebook at Eighth Inning Stretch and visit our website at slash podcast.
You're listening to the Eighth Inning Stretch with AJ and Carson. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Eighth Inning Pod. Look us up on Facebook at Eighth Inning Stretch, and visit our website at eighthinningstretch.wixsite.com/podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Eighth Inning Stretch with AJ and Carson. Uh, we're here into our third and final segment of the of this episode, and Um, cause I mean, let's be honest, like this isn't granted managing a major league baseball affiliated team at any level is a huge honor and it, and it just a, 
you know, a really fantastic accomplishment. It's, it's nothing to sneeze at for sure. Um, but this isn't, she's not managing a single A team for the, the Orioles. Uh, sorry, Orioles fans. Um, I'll find a new, I'll find a new punching bag. I promise. Um, <laughs> this, she's not managing just any single A affiliate. This is the New York freaking Yankees. Um, I mean, they're, I mean, there's no question. One of the most prestigious and storied franchises in, in all of sports. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like Carson said, I, hopefully she can just, um, you know, she keeps, I mean, it sounds like she's off to a heck of a start. I mean, winning your first game, that's, you know, that's a big one. Um, and, uh, obviously, you know, definitely wishing her the best of luck and, um, and yeah, like, like Carson said, hopefully she can just keep climbing her way up the ranks. And uh, who knows? We might see her. We might see her in the majors somewhere. Um, you know, down the road, which would be, well, I mean, that would be a first, wouldn't it? Um, there, she would be the first. You know, the first woman to to coach any major, any level of, um, in any of the major sports. Um. Carson, are you going to be? Uh, I don't know about you, but I might be. I might be keeping an eye on the Tampa Tarpons <laughs> just because of this. Yeah, it's certainly. Uh, I'm sure will help the the team in terms of publicity for sure. Getting her, getting her story out there. But um, you know, overall, like we've said over and over again, just a, a really cool story, and it's awesome to see not just in baseball, but in in other sports that you know we're we're progressing and getting more women interested in sports like in the nba becky hammond was an uh yeah. assistant coach for san antonio before Antonio the head yep. head coaching job in the wnba but she was also yep. in consideration for some nba head coaching jobs so it's mm-hmm. awesome to see women starting to break into sports more and that's you know that's something that i think sports has been missing for a long time yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of, I think a lot of areas and a lot of industries have been missing that equality and that representation for a long time. But sports, definitely. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you've got Title Nine and 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 stuff like that. That's you know made strides, but this is this isn't a stride. This is a leap. Um, so. Uh, major, huge congratulations, congratulations to, uh, Rachel Balkovich again, a thousand apologies. Cause I know I'm butchering the hell out of her last name. Um, I will <laughs> in our downtime, in our off time, I will make sure that I, uh, try to track down the proper pronouncing pronounce. Pro- wow. I can't, I have lost my ability to speak. Um, the proper... You know, that's pretty bad when you can't pronounce pronunciation. Um, wow. Uh, sorry, everybody. Um, I will make sure that I track down the proper pronunciation for her last name because uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that we'll be talking about uh, her a lot. So anyways, uh, Boehm had a, he made a few errors and... Well, surprise, surprise, uh, those lovely Philly fans jumped all over him, started booing him, and then as he was, as Bone was walking off the field, uh, <laughs> he was caught on camera as 
saying, I fucking hate this place. And yes, that is a direct quote. Um, totally understandable. Uh, <laughs> anyone who knows anything about Philadelphia's fans, uh, they're just the worst. Um, Philly fans are are notoriously awful. Uh, and then the <laughs> the piece de la resistance for Philly fans. Uh, that time they throw snowballs at uh, Santa Claus at an Eagles game. Um, and you know, any any Philly fans listening right now are probably pissed. But um, you know what? I don't give a damn because I'm telling the truth. Uh, Carson, I was watching the Dodgers-Twins game, and it looked like Clayton Kershaw was going to throw a perfect game, only Dave Roberts had other ideas. Yeah, um, at this point, we could almost have a WTF moment of the week as a segment at this rate. <laughs> know, but, right? um, but yeah, Kershaw <laughs> uh, against my Twins, it sort of really stung for me. Uh, pulled after seven perfect innings. Not not just a no-hitter, folks. Perfect innings. Six outs away from a perfect game. 23 of those have happened in MLB history. Perfect games. Only 23. And the last one was back in 2012 by the king himself, Felix Hernandez. Um, so, despite this happening to my twins, which already stung enough... I do kind of see both sides of this argument. Uh, Dave Roberts had said after the game that he had pulled Kershaw uh, mostly just to try and save him for now. It was his first start. Um, and this could be seen as a smart move given Kershaw's age. Uh, one of AJ's biggest complaints about Kershaw is his injury history and his age. So um, I've, I can see why Roberts would justify that. Kershaw, ever so, the utmost professional, said it was the right decision to pull him. But, despite but. this happening to my twins, <laughs> you gotta give this man a shot. You gotta send him out back out there for that eighth inning and see what he can do. Because, let's be honest, the twins lineup, we weren't hitting anything off of this man. Like, he was pitching the one of the best games I think I've ever seen Clayton Kershaw play. You cannot pull him knowing the rarity of the perfect game and how sacred a perfect game is in this sport. I get the age factor. I get the injury thing. I get that it was his first start of the year, but you've got to give him a chance. You've just got to. And I don't, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, despite my, despite my, my reservations about Kershaw, um, you know, because let's be honest, he's not a spring chicken anymore. Um, he's not, and he has, uh, especially recently, he's had some injury problems and, um, there was a time where he just couldn't, for whatever reason, just couldn't get it done in the playoffs. Um, but all that said, He's one of my favorite players. Um, I've got nothing but respect for this dude. He's a stand-up guy. He's a hell of a pitcher. Uh, anytime there was any, <laughs> anytime there was any rumor or inkling of a rumor of him maybe leaving LA, uh, 
I would always I would always cross my fingers and toes that maybe somehow, some way the Red Sox would get him to Boston because nothing would make me happier than to see him pitch in a Red Sox uniform. Um, alas, that never happened, but that's okay. Um, all that take all that all that stuff, the injury history, the age, everything. When a pitcher, I don't care who it is, I don't care if it's Clayton Kershaw who's been around all this time. I don't care if it's some, uh, I don't care if it's a, I don't care if it's a goddamn rookie. When a pitcher is on the verge of a perfect game, you leave him in the game and you let him roll the dice. Let him take a shot mm-hmm. at pitching a perfect game. Um, But <laughs> my alternative idea is, okay, we'll keep a rod. Uh, let's put David Ortiz in there. <laughs> yeah you know what i actually really like that idea too and then and here's yeah let's put jason veritek in there why not uh, yeah a-rod <laughs> would run out of a-rod would run out of the booth scared if he saw veritek um because we all know what happened the last time those two met face to face um no i like here's why i like the david ortiz because at first i thought i ran through all the possibilities first i thought bronson arroyo but then I figured A-Rod would probably sit there and be afraid he was going to get hit by a baseball the whole time. Uh, then I thought Pedro Martinez, but eh, no. I've settled on David Ortiz, and here's why. Because every time they do, if you have if you have A-Rod and David Ortiz, every time they do a Yankees game and the Yankees lose, David Ortiz can turn to A-Rod and go, Die, Yankees lose. It's gold. It's solid gold. Um, anyways, <clears throat> I'm having too much fun with that. Um, that would be quite entertaining. It would be hilarious. Plus, the ratings. I think, I think they they did a couple of like postseason post game things for Fox, and it seemed like they had a pretty good dynamic on air. So I think that would be really entertaining. Uh, the president of the Cincinnati Reds, uh, Phil Castellini, um was on the uh was on the team's flagship radio station prior to opening day a game they lost um not no big surprise there um but anyway he's on the he's on the flagship radio station and he uh fans fans have basically cincinnati fans have basically demand like been demanding in fact i even think they put up a billboard basically telling this clown to sell the team because uh, it's him and his father that are running things, telling them to sell the team and sell it to somebody who will actually give a shit and will actually uh, try to build a winning team instead of friggin' pulling in Oakland A's and trading away their whole goddamn team. Um, Carson, I- I'm looking at this list of players that uh, the A's have traded just this past offseason alone, and I'm I'm staggered. Uh, Sonny Gray, former all-star Sonny Gray, I might add. Uh, outfielder Jesse Winker, who went to my Seattle Mariners. Uh, third baseman Eugenio Suarez, who also went to my Seattle Mariners. And reliever Amir Garrett. Um, what the French toast is going on in Cincinnati? Yeah, apparently segment three should just be titled Executives Who Suck. Um, <laughs> my God. I don't know where Castellini gets, I don't know where he is, but get off your high horse, sir. 
Um, for, full warning, everybody, I'm about to rant on this one because yes, you know, as to to me, the Cincinnati Reds are the Minnesota Timberwolves of Major League Baseball. <laughs> all they do, all they have done for the past however many years is lose. Okay. Mm-hmm. They've made the playoffs four times in 15 years and have had five winning seasons under Castellini. Five. The Timberwolves, they're both losers. They've both been losers. So as a Timberwolves fan, I've been where Reds fans are, where it's you just there's no sign of hope at the end of the tunnel. Jonathan India's good. Joey Votto's good. But that's it. That's all you have. And, oh, it's just, it just blows my mind that he, he's trying to, to tell the fans, well, essentially, what are you guys going to do? You know, who are you, who else are you going to root for? You have absolutely no right to do that. Absolutely Mm -hmm. none. While you've watched player after player, like you, you listed them off. Sonny Gray traded. Jesse Winker traded. Eugenio Suarez traded. Amir Garrett traded Nick Castellanos left to go Mm. to Philadelphia. I'm pretty sure he wanted to stay in Cincinnati. And like one of the first interviews he does, he bashes Castellini. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about, yeah, I forgot about Castellanos. Damn. Uh, Good looking out. It's mind blowing. Oh, and I'm pretty sure uh, Tucker Barnhart too. They traded him to the Tigers. Yep. So it's just, Oh my goodness. And I'm sorry everybody um, if my horse voice is coming out here. I was at the Timberwolves <laughs> game on Tuesday night and kind of nice. screamed my heart out. So uh um, nice. but yeah, like it just blows my mind. These I feel bad for Reds fans. Cause I've been there where it looks like there's no hope in at the end of the tunnel. I've been there, man. So Reds fans, I'm so sorry. You know, Castellini can apologize all you want. The damage has been done, my dude. Like Reds fans already hate you. You just made them hate you worse. The apology was yeah. still kind of meh to me, but it's just yeah. like if uh, the apology felt like somebody went to him and was like, um, are you aware of what you just said? <laughs> and then he, they were, he was like, uh, no. And they were like, okay, well, PR has a statement. They're going to draft for you. Like, that's just kind of what the apology felt like to me. And it just, it's just so insulting to these Reds fans who stay loyal to this team through years of garbage and watching all of these great players that they've seen come through their system and come into their organization in general, get traded away. Just brutal. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, uh, in case anybody missed it, uh, Castellini basically, well, this is actually, this is a direct quote of what he said when he was on the Reds flagship radio station. Uh, they asked him about the billboard and the demand, you know, the fans demanding that he sell the team. And he said, well, where are you going to go? I mean, sell the team to who? Uh, and if that wasn't bad enough, then added that the only way to make the team competitive and profitable, of course, because he's one of those owners who only cares about making money, uh, would be to relocate. Um, Carson, this guy's got a... Uh, well, I'll just say it. He's got a set on him. Um, telling fans that the only way their team's going to be any good is if they move. What the hell? Yeah, let's, this is just, 
let's let's go ahead and make an already upset fan base even more upset. Great, great job, Phil. No, no, seriously, great job, buddy. <laughs> and I mean, telling fans be careful what you ask for. I don't think they need to be careful what they ask for if you're saying this kind of crap, you idiot.
You're listening to the 8th Inning Stretch with AJ and Carson. For all the latest updates, follow us on Twitter at 8th Inning Pod and visit our website at 8th Inning Stretch wixsite.com slash podcast
You're listening to the 8th Inning Stretch with AJ and Carson. For all the latest updates, follow us on Twitter at 8th Inning Pod and visit our website at 8th Inning Stretch wixsite.com slash podcast
You've been listening to the 8th Inning Stretch with AJ and Carson. Thanks for tuning in. For all the latest updates, follow us on Twitter at 8th Inning Pod and visit our website at 8th Inning Stretch wixsite.com slash podcast you've been listening to the eighth inning stretch with aj and carson thanks for tuning in for all the latest updates follow us on twitter at eighth inning pod and visit our website at eighth inning stretch dot wixsite dot com slash podcast